It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the away edition at the Glasgow Warriors. My name's Alan Deegan, and I've got William Davis in Scotston after the game, William. Not a great result. It wasn't a good result. It wasn't a very good performance. Uh, I suppose if, if I was push comes to shove, I would have said Glasgow would probably win tonight, and I would, but I would have expected a much better, much sharper performance from Connacht, but they were insipid. Right, there's the story of the game. Referee blows his whistle and we're underway. It's a short kick, but it's collected by Glasgow. Picked up by their number four, Tim Swinson. Swinson gets a little bit of a drive going. Glasgow trying to drive through on that and they're up and over their own 10 metre line. They've got Connacht on the run a little bit here. Connacht's defence a little bit scattered. Break off on the edges, but they're still, and they're up to halfway. They're moving this forward with fair degree of purpose. Matawalu, the winger, is in the middle of it. He's now fed the ball out to scrum half Jared Horn. Horn's got it out and across, and Glasgow have splintered Connacht here, and they're in a lot of trouble. It's gone back inside. Horn is heading for the corner. He's in to score. That's a shocking, shocking attempt at a tackle from Matt Healy. I don't know what he was trying to do there. He had his man covered, um, but he, he didn't know anything with it. It's a brilliant start from, from Glasgow. They caught the ball. They realised they had two extra men in the rolling mall, so they drove it down the field, which sucked in Connacht defenders. And at the right time, whilst they were still going forward, they released the ball. There was a, the, the winger had a lot of space to run in, but he was covered by three Connacht players. But the, the, the attempts at tackles were, were abysmal, is the only word you could say it. And, and this, the first one started off with Matt Healy who, who um, just didn't catch it quite right Conor Fitzgerald his brother has got that down just on and just inside the Glasgow 22 the first set of brothers playing for Connacht since Alan 2008 uh, when Conor Muldoon joined John Muldoon on the field in a victory over Leinster well maybe these guys can keep that record of brothers playing in a team getting a win line out to Connacht they've got it going you hear the referee he's called a mole Connacht have possession at the back first stop Dave Heffernan he's calling first stop there now so Connacht have got to get it moving again and they certainly have got it moving again they've got a penalty and they've got a penalty there's two Glasgow players in the middle of that absolutely clueless so it's back out and across knocked down picked up Tiernan O'Halloran O'Halloran feeds it out and Connacht are in for a try I think yes they are Fitzgerald is in (laughs) and he nearly finished up going over the dead ball line because the dead ball line is so close to the goal line in this ground but he's got the ball down and that is due reward for a little bit of decent play by Connacht in the last few minutes it, it certainly was and the forwards again they're winning a lot of the contacts they win a lot of the battles around the, in the middle of the field they got the ball going forward they had a penalty advantage so it was a free play uh, Connor Fitzgerald threw a, a, a long speculative pass um, which bounced and as always when these balls bounce it seems to hold the defence for half a second which gave Tiernan O'Halloran just enough time to straighten up draw his man and create enough space for Stephen Fitzgerald to um, get a try in the corner but he wasn't happy with the corner he wanted to make it easier for his brother so <laughs> he tried to get closer to the goalpost and almost got pushed over the dead ball line as he did so 30, 31 minutes gone Glasgow in for their for a try we're just waiting to see who actually scored a good work close to the post Connick looked to have kept them out but the score coming through and that means Glasgow moving by 15 points to 5 Tim Swinson is awarded the try and it looks like a pretty easy conversion and Glasgow are now in danger despite having had very little possession and very little field position of running away with this game they're 
good position. Yeah, yeah, you're looking after 20 minutes. Connacht had 59% possession and 73% territory playing against the wind. Um, yet, you know, another 10 minutes in and, and they're going to be 17 points to 5 down. Um, poor execution at times from Connacht. Uh, too many silly mistakes. Uh, not been able to gain, you know, make best use of the field position that they've got. Uh, having said that, their scrum's going extremely well. The lineup seems to have sorted itself out. Uh, and they're starting yeah. to win some of the contacts. But Thompson, Glasgow, Thompson kicking, kicking that through. Connacht just not accurate enough. They've made too many errors. Thank you. Grant Stewart with a throw in. Easily won. No! Put it down in Glasgow again, getting it going. Stewart has joined at the back Thank there. You, they're pushing, pushing, Thank pushing. And it's an advantage. It's another penalty. Glasgow are over the line. I don't think it's going to be a problem, and it is a try, and there's going to be a yellow card as well. And this is getting going from bad to worse for Connacht right on the cusp of half time. They're now 22 5 down. The hooker is in for the try. James Cannon, I think. Yep, James Cannon's been yellow carded. James Cannon gets a card, so he's going to miss. Quite a substantial part of the start of the first second half, 38-28 on the clock. This will be the last kick of the half. Connacht trailing 24-5. He's missed a couple. He'd like to get this one over. It would give them a little fill-up gun in at half-time. They've had a lot of possession. They've had a lot of field possession. But Glasgow have utterly dominated. They've looked very dangerous in attack. Fitzgerald kick is en route. He's got it a little bit better, nope. but he hasn't got it. It's drifted away. And that's been a difficult and tough first half for Connacht. But the score here, as we players run off the field, is Glasgow 24, Connacht 5. Connacht attack their line-out, and it's a maul is called by referee Ben Whitehouse, and Glasgow have really dominated this phase of play all through the season, or all through this match. Their maul has looked very, very dangerous. They're driving again, Connacht don't really seem to have an answer to it they've moved that ball to within five meters of the line there's a break off and Glasgow are in to score that's a simple try that's the bonus point try <laughs> and Glasgow Connick's defense to that is almost non-existent that's super play from Glasgow they've got such power in that pack and they're moving they, they keep shifting the ball from one side of the ball to the other they don't just try, try and set it and drive and just go straight the ball is constantly moved from left to right ever so slight no more than half a metre either side but you know line on under 22 and they drive the whole way that, that's um, Jimmy Duffy will not be happy with his small defence to see them letting a, a score go that far down the field um, from a line out Connacht had actually started relatively well in the second half they, they weren't slipping off tackles the way they had in the first half um, they won a couple of contacts but as you say they gave away a couple of silly penalties Matt Healy Healy takes the ball up and over the halfway line Glasgow's chase line for that kick was quite poor and Connacht had an opportunity but the ball has slowed down Tiernan O'Halloran with a little chip kick through it's gone outside oh, Kelleher, well done. by Cian Kelleher Kelleher gets into the 22 but he's got no support no he has got support it's gone out to Kyle Godwin Godwin finds Tom Daly Tom Daly and Connacht are in to score play got a little bit loose there lack of concentration by Glasgow and they've paid the penalty 69th minute try by Connacht yeah super piece of play from Tiernan O'Halloran Connacht have been going back the last couple of the times they've tried to get through the, the, the defence they've been passing and passing and passing no space in behind and for the first time tonight Connacht went for a little bit of space in behind a beautifully executed kick from Tiernan O'Halloran which Kelleher ripped out of the, uh, his opposite number's hands made it down the field Godwin was on a superb line 
could have went over himself but I think because he knocked the ball on earlier in the game popped it up for Tom Daly who's been probably Connacht's best player tonight um, to get his first drive for Connacht we're just coming into the last minute here it's 43-17 to Glasgow a try by Nairn their sixth of the night it's the only score since you were last with us Connacht had a little bit of possession but it's now being kicked down from a penalty and Glasgow brought it bang on the Connacht 10 metre line over on the far side we could well be heading to the last play of the game Alan it's been a bit of a lesson for Connacht this evening yeah yeah it certainly has Glasgow play at a pace that they aren't able Connacht weren't able to deal with they, they always have more than one option to pass to, to pass to when they're passing the ball um, they're, they're always alive to any option where space is they're always looking for space whether they're running to it or kicking to it or passing to it so yeah huge huge lesson for Connacht tonight and learnt that we are really really don't have the depth we thought we did Caelan Blade being warned not to go off and Frisbee just picks it up at the back and kicks it off and that is the referee's whistle that you hear in the background and Glasgow have taken a very good victory here this evening they've scored six tries Connacht had their opportunities a couple of times early in the first half but they weren't able to get the job done and the final score is Glasgow Warriors 43 Connacht 17 We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club the Connacht Clan for supporting the podcast For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. William, you got to talk to Andy Friend and Kyle Godwin afterwards. Did they have much to say? Um, not really. Uh, I think they're both uh, very disappointed. I think Andy Friend was rather uh, shocked by that performance. And uh, let's hear what they had to say. Andy picked the bones out of that, what looked a very insipid performance by Connacht. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm scratching my head, to be honest with you. It, um, I actually felt our preparation was good. I felt there was good uh, uh, intent we came into the game with. But pretty much from the first whistle, um, we didn't have that. We were beaten to pretty much everything by a team that looked far sharper than we were so uh, it's very very disappointing a lot of inaccuracy as well there was a lot of just one mistake after another anytime you did have possession or position you couldn't uh, you couldn't make it count at the key moments yeah you know it's probably been a theme for the last few weeks that go back to the Cardiff game um, a lot of error in that game 23 unforced till forced turnovers uh, even last week you know we it, it, I thought we, we were dogged in a good win against the Cheetahs, but there's a lot of error and we should, you know, we thought this week we were going to be better there. So it's something we need to look at what we're doing there at training and, and the messages we're getting through to the players. But um, yeah, we won't be winning games of football if we keep turning our ball over as much as we're doing that at the moment. They made a good start. They got a very early try and Connacht had some possession after that. Was there, was there a sort of a feeling that they, people were waiting for things to happen rather than actually making it happen and Glasgow just seized on their opportunities yeah I, I, I don't think we were waiting but um, I, I just think we were beaten we were beaten to the punch on everything you know loose ball which we've been really really good at winning um, we weren't winning those uh, you know speed of the breakthrough we weren't winning those speed into the collision we weren't winning those uh, I just thought 
across the park they seem to be sharper than we were they seem to have spare men running onto the ball a lot they seem to make more yardage when you're when you're so far behind in a game does, does it almost become impossible then did the heads drop a bit uh, listen, I thought our, when our reserves came on, our, I thought we definitely saw an intensity of speed, or sorry, a greater intensity out there in, in the things we were doing. So that's a compliment to those men. But you know, we need to look at um, at that starting 15 and say why 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 do we need the reserves to come on and show us that? So there, there will have been an element of uh, of heads dropping. That was the message at halftime. Forget that first 40 minutes. You can't change that, fellas. What we can change is what's about to happen here. But again, first team to score after the break. Glasgow and uh, you know, error again that put us in the wrong area of the field and off they went Are we perhaps a little short of depth and I think young uh, Conor Fitzgerald at 10 had a difficult night, is it, is it just a case that, and I'm not I'm picking on, maybe it's harsh to pick on one player because you've just said across the board it was poor, but asking him to try to run a game like that with a pack that's really not on top of its game is very difficult yeah, listen, Fitz, he's a, you know, he's a talented young footballer. We saw what he did uh, in Cardiff when he came on and he managed to put us, uh, put us on the front foot there. Tonight was a different story for him and that's, that's sort of what you go through as a, as a young player, learning your game. You know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. Um, and my message to him post the Cardiff game was don't get too excited with that. My message to him tonight will be don't get too down on that because... That's the business we're in. We've got to try and stay as even as we can. So he'll get a lot of learns out of that tonight. Um, but it wasn't kind of fits the reason we lost the game of football. It was, it was across the park. Um, but as a young 10, uh, he'll definitely get some learning opportunities out of that. Even with Kieran Murmian back, was there a little bit of lack of leadership in the backs? Did they flounder a little bit? And was that driven by the fact that the forwards just weren't on their game? And there were, there were so many errors c- coming that... There was no consistency in the in the conic performance. Yeah, and that was the big thing. Yeah, you know? we we uh, it probably probably shows you how important Jack Carty's been for us this year. You know, Jack's just been the general that's dr- just driven us around the park and made some smart decisions and put us in the right areas. And uh, uh, you know, you take him out. And he said, and that's this is not a slide on Connor Fitz at all. You need other men to step up. And there tonight, uh, we probably didn't have that other those other men to step up. So that's something we need to look at and uh, some some challenges we need to throw to the players um, but yeah in a game like that you know we had Glasgow 21 players out there had so that, there's, a, there's an opportunity for us and we, we missed it Looking at next week with uh, the Ospreys coming and they've lost this evening at home so that's, that's a bit of a help for Connacht but there's going to have to be a, a big improvement to get, uh, to get a result in that game Oh massive improvement you know, so that, you know what we've got to do now there'll be There'll be extreme disappointment. Well, there's extreme disappointment post that. I'm sure confidence for a few people will be down. That's how we pick ourselves up and how we we uh, we refine that energy and that confidence that we've showed through the majority of the season. Um, but for whatever reason, it was lacking out there tonight. But yeah, listen, we're all aware of, of the importance of that home game against Ospreys next week, and uh, I'm sure we'll see a different kind of team. Will the danger in, in, in that be that they, they can't afford to freeze next Saturday? They have to they have to get their game away and they've got to start quicker. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, and, and that's actually been a strength of ours this year. We look across the Pro 14, that first, that opening 20 minutes, we've been the, the team that's, that's uh, well, second best in the comp up until tonight, probably. 
of um, scoring more points in opposition uh, and winning those blocks. But uh, for whatever reason tonight and last week, we didn't we didn't show that. We're down 12 points last week. We're down 10 points this week pretty quickly. So uh, we'll have a look at that and see what we're doing there. But um, yeah, we've got some fixes to sort out this week. Kyle, that was a very, very tough night for Connacht. It's, it's a place where Connacht have never won. Uh, was there any talk of that during the week? Is there any worry on sort of playing on one of these artificial pitches? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I thought that the boys had a great preparation this week and we kind of uh, disappointed ourselves when it came to the performance tonight. Um, uh, you know, Glasgow, full credit to them. You know, they're a classy side. They've got a lot of players missing, but it, it, de- it definitely didn't show tonight for them. You know, they put on some wonderful attacking rugby. Um, for us, that's a, it's a big learning curve. Um, you know, it's, uh, we're going to have to take that one pretty hard on the chin and make sure that we review that pretty hard and make make sure we're better for it next week against Os- Ospreys. Andy's just alluded there to the slow start last week. 12 points down, slow start this week, 10 points down. Does that affect the team? Are you aware of that when, when that's happened? You sort of think, right, we have to play a lot harder now. And can you lose your shape a bit when that happens? Uh, that's something that we'll probably definitely have to review. But um, I think... Uh, I've Got good faith in our in our leaders to really like change us, you know, change the way. Um, you know, they 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 got they jumped us at the start, you know, and we got only ourselves to blame there, you know, and we got to just be better in that area, you know. Boys weren't switched on for for whatever reason, yeah. uh, and uh, we we kind of let let that game get away, and then we we're chasing the game before we knew it. Talking about chasing the game, when, when that happened, there seemed to be a lot of small errors, uh, sort of systems errors, knock-ons penalties given away maybe more in exuberance than anything else but but that really puts you on the back foot when you when you can't get consistency into your play yeah definitely definitely you know our execution was completely off this uh tonight you know uh we train train really well this week and to put that kind of performance out is yeah it's just disappointing and you know disappointing we, you know i'm sure the connect supporters are hurting but just make sure that we know that they're that they know that we're also hurting massively from that as well it's a big game now next week the Ospreys they, they lost tonight they did get a bonus point so it's the, it's the you're in this really tight part of the season how do you clear your mind as a player and say we've we, we got to we got to refocus and we've just got to get this job done because next Saturday now is is season defining game really You've, it's a must win yeah definitely obviously for us um, it's a, kind of the crunch time of the year but um, you know we're going to review be honest completely with ourselves on the Monday review that hard and learn from that and then make sure we just stick to our processes and our systems when we move into Ospreys next week you know don't worry about the result that will take care of itself but if we get um, if we get our processes and our systems and right you know um, the rest will take care of itself and you think there'll be particular focus on, on trying to get that fast start that you're you're, you're not behind before you've almost just kicked off. Ah, oh, that's definitely. We'll have something to look at, as you said. You know, the last two weeks we've kind of started a bit slow, which has hasn't set us a great platform. You know, um, we usually do start really well. So for us, the, you know, we have to look at where, why we're letting that one kind of slip away. And before we move on with our thoughts on the game, I got a couple of snippets of um, Rob Harley, who had a cracking game for the Warriors, and uh, their coach Dave Rennie. Yeah, we're happy with the scoreline, but I think. I think looking back in the game, it probably flatters us a little bit. Connor had had chances that they they didn't take, and we, although we maybe left a little bit there, we were pretty clinical. So, so I think I think overall that that scoreline, you know, probably doesn't do them justice, and it's closer than it seemed. We we tried to play from from very deep at times, and, and sometimes that came off, and sometimes it didn't. I, th- I think that's a strength of our squad. We've got we've got a lot of depth. We've got a lot of competition for places, and. Uh, and I think I think um, you see that when 
on, on nights like tonight guys get a chance to step up and and there's there's big performances I thought uh, I thought a lot of the a lot of the young guys a lot of the inexperienced guys showed showed their class out there and it was a it was a really good team performance and as you say we're, we're typically quite strong in this period because of that because of that depth um, oh look it's a pretty good performance I thought um, really clinical uh, I thought we exited really well from kickoff and um, you know we, we sort of felt 20 minutes in we hadn't really you know, we were up 10-5 but we we'd given away some soft penalties and we hadn't really built any pressure so um, you know, I think uh, the rest of the game was pretty good we um, got it the right end of the field and and were patient and, and so on so uh, you know they're really happy with um, yeah, we had some young men out there really fronted for us. Obviously, um, I think Cardiff can get a little bit closer if they beat Edinburgh tomorrow. But um, yeah, like, as we said, it was a really important game. The last two weeks, um, obviously, a chance for us to score points and, and for them not to. And so, uh, you know, we picked up 14 points since the international boys have been out, if you include the Ospreys game. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. It's been important for us. So, yes, William. 43 points conceded. One thing that was missing tonight was the lack of bounce. A lot of our guys spent a lot of time on the ground and didn't get up and defend as well as they could have done. It was very patchy. Yeah, it was a poor performance. I mean, I'm t- tempted to say it's very typical of performances here. It's a very similar game to, to, to last year. I, I mean, Glasgow never looked in any trouble. I mean, Connacht had opportunities. They, at one stage, they had a lot of possession and a lot of field position. In, in the first half when they weren't too far behind but they never really looked as if they were going to cut loose and everything they did was a bit laboured and Glasgow every time they got the ball looked dangerous um, I mean they're missing a lot of players yeah they are missing 21 8 injured and 13 away on international duty so we're missing a few but we're not missing that many no I suppose if, if you said uh, you know they're, they're missing um six at Ireland camp I know Caelan Blade came back and, and played a little bit this evening and you know Sean O'Brien and uh, Gavin Thornbury and you know so there's a few around but the real issue I think you know and I don't want to pick on one player but our out half had a very tough tough night tonight he's a young man he's learning his way but that was a difficult game for him uh, and he you know, he had Kieran Marmion, who actually played quite well, I thought. Uh, I hope he isn't injured. He certainly looked very stiff coming off. But Fitzgerald struggled. It was a, it was a tough night for him. He, he didn't get his kicks off the tee, which puts pressure on. Uh, Tom Daly did OK at centre, but Kyle Godwin had a tough night as well. And nothing really worked, nothing really clicked. And they were chasing the game. From from 45 seconds in, from the kickoff, Glasgow took the ball down, mauled it about 10 or 15 metres, which was you know part of how they played the whole night, and then threw the ball wide, um, went through three tackles that didn't seem to exist, and scored in the corner. And and you know from that moment, the game was practically over. Yeah, it had that feel to it, and it's 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 something. I mean, Connick's record on artificial pitches is abysmal. Now they're going to get one themselves, so maybe they'll they'll get better. I don't know whether that's anything to do with it. I don't know whether there's they've put look they've the problem with where Connacht are, and I've been going on about this probably too much, but it really earlier in the season when they had opportunities to garner points that gives you the wriggle room to have a night like this, they spurned them. 
they didn't beat Glasgow at home at the start of the season. They didn't beat Leinster. They didn't beat Gareth. It, it doesn't really matter. But they're under real pressure now. They have to get points. They have to win games. Whether in the back of their minds they're concentrating on the home games, whether they've convinced themselves that if they beat the Ospreys next week and they beat uh, Benetton after the Six Nations and they beat Cardiff, that that's going to be enough. And they go to Zebra and they get the job done over there. I, I don't know what comes into players' minds. But unfortunately, what you, what you need to produce earlier in the season, when you get gift chances, you have to take them. Uh, and that doesn't excuse a performance like this but it would allow you a performance like this as it is now the wind's been knocked out of their sails and they have a big turnaround now the Ospreys are struggling they've lost two home games yeah. and that's that's very serious for them so they're a team coming under pressure but Connacht have just got to clear their minds now they've got to fix some of the issues um, I felt there was a lack of, of leadership in the backs tonight and I felt maybe that came from the 10 or sorry yeah the 10 position the forwards just made a lot of errors they gave away a lot of penalties uh, you can analyze each penalty and say well that was harsh and that was the they talk about red penalties it'd be interesting to know when we talk to Connacht during the week how many of those are red penalties a red penalty is an unforgivable penalty uh, an orange penalty is, is sort of one that's a bit 50-50 and a green penalty is when the referees got it wrong mm. so they'll have to sort that out and they'll have to they'll have to find some way of, of getting more movement into the play Glasgow tonight had men available all the time moving at speed running onto the ball not doing a hell of a lot but Connacht's play was one up static pass 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 move it forward pass a couple of little chip kicks at times that did okay but it just didn't look cohesive and looking at that you would say there is a massive gap between Glasgow who are in second Uh, it's hard to say that that, that there's there's a massive gap with Munster but they're ahead of it in this conference but maybe that's because they win when they get a chance to win a game they seize their points whereas Connacht didn't do that earlier in the season and the pressure is on them now I still think they can do it but they're going to have to really tighten it up yeah it doesn't bode well that if Connacht did manage to get into a into the playoffs that how well they'd, they'd manage to survive with a team like Glasgow and or Leinster or Munster because they, they, there seems to be something missing like they, they, there's a lack of self-confidence. The second, you know, at one stage, Matt Healy got the ball on the wing, plenty of space, and he kicked it before he got within 15 meters of his opposite number. Uh, and you have to look at that and go, that has to be a lack of self-confidence. There has to be a lack of confidence there somewhere that he didn't commit the man. If he runs under five, six meters, he commits the man to come on forward. Then there's space in behind, and they just didn't do it. And that was just one of the things. Like there was plenty of other things that didn't go well. It's, Let's talk about something that did go well. Peter Robb came on for the first time in this season and actually looked very effective. Got across the gain line very well, had one beautiful pass, a couple of very effective tackles. Um, maybe, I'm, I'm just looking for something positive out of the game. <laughs> yeah, look, that's... Um, when you're, uh, yeah, that shows how bad a performance it was, really, when you're, when you're looking for a guy who's come on as a substitute. The game got very, very bitty. Uh, I think Dave Rennie was pretty frustrated with his own team about the fact that they switched off a bit they, when their bench really caused chaos for them it, it became they still they scored a couple of tries but they, they weren't playing well once he started clearing the bench um, 
you got to remember last week against Cardiff, if they'd made a few more tackles, Cardiff would have got zero points in that game, which would have been even better for Connacht. But they gave away two tries in that. Mm. So he wasn't exactly exuding uh, bonhomie when he came into the, to the media room. Um, and I suppose that's the standard he's set in. Uh, he also knows that last season, Glasgow just ran out of steam completely. And I think in the back of his mind, he's, he's concerned about that. Just talking to a couple of the journalists here working for BBC Radio, they said one of the things that you never know with Glasgow is they score an early try and everybody thinks, right, they'll have four tries by half-time and by half-time they're hanging on because they've switched off. Uh, and they did switch off a bit after they scored. But Connacht just weren't good enough to take the chances that they were given. They spurned chances. I mean, there was a kick to the corner and the line-out didn't work. Uh, there was some driving close to the Glasgow line, but it just it just didn't look right. And that's, you know, you don't maybe get a second chance in a game. And they didn't, because by the time they got anything back in the game, the game was long gone over the hill. It was like the trains that run behind the ground down to the coast. Uh, it was gone. It, they, they, they were, it was moving away at speed. Yeah, yeah, it was like you know, really from that that first minute. Like, if I think at one stage I looked at the stats, Danny sent me a snapshot of the stats, and after twenty minutes, Connacht had had sixty three percent possession and seventy percent territory, or something, something mad like that, and we're losing twelve points to five, or ten points to five, because twice Glasgow got the ball, twice they scored, one with a penalty, one with a try. Then the next time, just just as that finished, we got the thirty minute, they scored again. So once they got in, they became very clinical. I think you, you hear Rob Harley mentioned that that you know they were extremely clinical and Connacht weren't. Connacht dropped the ball over the line twice. I think there were another drive over the line where they, they they could have got it. They could have got a losing bonus point out of tonight. The only other good thing from tonight is that, as you say, the Ospreys lost at home to to Munster. But you know if if um, Connacht play anything like that, they might get they might get a win next week when they arrive over in the sports ground. That's going to be a really interesting game. It, it, it always had the look of it once the table started to be the way it was, really, since since around the Christmas time. Um, I'm not sure where the Ospreys are going. I'm hearing, you're always hearing things out of Wales, that there's issues in the camp. Um, so I wouldn't put too much store by that, because that seems to be a normal position. But they have lost two home games. So kind of... The one thing I want to see next week is I want to see them starting properly. You've, you've, you know, the referee blows the whistle. Let's get it on, as that Mills Lane, the referee or the old boxing referee, used to say. Let's get it on because mm. you, you don't want to give a side that's lost two games any confidence whatsoever. You want them to really think, "Oh hell, this has gone wrong again." Um, and they need, there needs to be more cohesion and there needs to be more accuracy. And we've talked about that a lot, and it's it's simple stuff. Somebody running onto the pass, enough physicality at the breakdown. I think they are concerned about that. That we're Connacht aren't physical enough in that area, and they are bullied by sides. And look, these sides analyse the hell out of each other. They they watch videos. Mm. Glasgow tonight seemed to have examined Connacht's defence, particularly out wide. And they exploited it, and they put pressure on it. Now, Connacht actually fixed that a little bit in the first half, but you've got to be... At this time of the season, there's no secrets. You, you can't produce anything that they haven't seen. You might produce a player that they haven't seen, but they can usually deal with that. And next week, they've got to start hard, and 
really Jack Carty has to play because mm-hmm. if he's not available for them you, you can't function in rugby without a really good 10 Young Fitzgerald will come again I, I'm, I'm certain but the pressure's on now there's, no, there's, there's, there's nowhere to hide that's a must win game then they get a break they get two weeks we see who comes back we see who's ready to go and Benetton arrive that's another must win game then you've got to go to sail for a European which is a slightly different feel of a game and a slightly different scenario and you're going to Zebra and Cardiff are coming to so these games now become they're like cup final games and if you start slowly in them and you keep making the number of errors that you're making you won't win them you certainly won't and like it is so disappointing I think one of the reasons we're disappointed is that we've actually been playing quite well and performing quite well even in the defeats but that's that's the worst display we've given in my eyes that's the worst display we've given all season and we didn't seem to have any answers. Having said that, we could have got a losing trial. We could have got a try bonus. And if we'd had, if our players had, had kicking boots on, we might have even scraped a losing bonus point out of that game. Maybe not. Well, maybe not on that. But certainly, I mean, two 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 balls over the line, and one player, a brilliant piece of defending, he was diving into score, and he just got flipped on his back. He looked like a turtle that had been thrown over um, which is, shows Glasgow were defending hard but it also shows that you can score tries against them yeah. I mean Cardiff proved that last week and that's why I think Dave Rennie as I say he was <laughs> he wasn't exactly Mr Happy but he's you know he's, he, he's, he's got his bonus point win which they needed because they haven't been playing that well and he knows you know next week I think they're playing Zebra and he's going to be short of players and he may have some more players gone because Scotland might lose a few more tomorrow and they'll come calling yeah. here yeah. Okay, as the lights are about to go out here, I think, in, in the Scotsdon, we'll finish on a positive note. Connacht have three players starting for Ireland in the Six Nations for the first time ever. Jack Carty's on the bench. Caelan Blade is on his way to Italy right now because there's worry that uh, John Cooney might not be fit. Uh, he nearly missed out today um, because they, they were wanted him to fly earlier in the day. Um, and Tom Farrell is 25th man so we're looking at a really positive finish to the weekend from a representative point of view for Connacht even though the game didn't go that well yeah look absolutely that that's uh, it's lucky there's four provinces in Ireland isn't yeah. it <laughs> a few people might uh, want to reflect on that some funny things written in the press today about why Jack Carty's been selected he's been selected because that's the way Joe Schmidt operates it's very planned and very organised and he's been playing some really really good rugby so I'm absolutely delighted for them I appreciate it does put Connacht under pressure the question they have to ask themselves is why they weren't able to stand up but on the subject of Ireland, three three starting, uh, Jack on the bench, players around the team, probably going to be around the team, these players, for the rest of the Six Nations. And some of the 31s that have been drawn up by people about who's going to Japan, some of it, I, I, I read some of it and I just thought, look, hold on, it's January, it's February, the World Cup isn't until next September. Sport changes, players get injured which is very unfortunate players form goes players play better than them um, there's a lot of rugby to play, be played this season and there's a lot of rugby to be played in those rather odd warm up matches that you get in August and I know at that stage you're dealing with very tight squads but this is a sign to players all over Ireland that there's still space available and if you're name checked by Joe Schmidt he doesn't do it just for fun yeah. He certainly doesn't, so best of luck to all the Connacht players uh, over in Italy. And um, 
we leave it there. Bye, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.